Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Uh, Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, This week, I'm really excited to announce my guest, Megan Taylor. She's the owner of um, All She Wrote's Notes, All She Wrote Notes. Um, So thanks for joining me this week. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Like there's just so much to talk about. Um, like before we hopped on, we just talked about your, your traveling and all that. So I can't wait to hear about that. Um, so yeah, what are you, what are you drinking this week? I'm popping that Chandon girl. I was in Napa most recently for actually a bachelorette party and in the midst of a lot of business and work travels, I snuck in that trip um, to be able to go and celebrate one of my girlfriends. And I am not a huge wine drinker, but I fell in love at that vineyard. So we went to Demi and Chandon and got to travel around and just see all the different kinds. And I learned so much, like I could never have even imagined what all went into the making of that. So it was really neat. I loved it. That's awesome. I've never been there. Well, I mean, I've been to Napa, but I haven't been to that winery specifically. Um, but yeah, there's so much. I was a winemaker actually for four years. I've never made champagne because it, it, it's just, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, it looks so hard to make, but one day, hopefully one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was it was very fascinating. That's awesome. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Now let's dive into all the the good stuff. Um, so how long have you been a small business owner? Like what is it that your business does? Um, and how did you start into it? You know, like get into it. Um, just your story. Okay. All she wrote notes is my company and I've been in business for six years. It is a calligraphy and hand lettering studio that is based in North Carolina. And I have been lettering my whole entire life as far back as I can remember. Like my name is Megan and my mom chose to spell it M A G H O N, which is not how you spell Megan. Like she made that up. And she said that she spelled it that way because it looked prettier to write. So like really, truly all along, I was supposed to do this, but I was always a doodler and a drawer, like all the way through school, but I didn't start my company until I was about to be 27. And I took a calligraphy class to learn like pointed pen and ink. My grandma was an artist and I really looked up to her and I just wanted to carry that legacy on and learn that art. And I was terrible. (laughs) I was so bad. It was so formal. It was very uptight and I didn't really love it until I started making it my own. And I started putting my own handwriting you know, mixing my regular curly, swirly, cute handwriting with those traditional old fashioned tools. And that is when my company was born. A lot of my friends started encouraging me, Hey, you should put this online. You should sell this. I'll buy this. And that's all she wrote. So we have been going ever since then. I just came out with a book called happy hand lettering. And then I travel around Um, teaching lettering and teaching calligraphy classes. And then I also have an online shop where I sell all kinds of colorful, fun gifts and products that feature my handwriting on them. Yeah. You're I'm looking at your website right now and it's just the cutest thing in the whole world. Like even your little chat, the pinata, like it's just so cute. Like everything is so well done. It's hard to think like you weren't good at it at some point because it's just beautiful. 
Oh, it's crazy. It, it, the only reason that I wasn't is because I was trying to be somebody else. I was trying yeah. to be super formal. I was trying to be super elegant. I was trying to copy someone else's style instead of just doing me. And I think that was just a good lesson in life. Like you just need to be you and you'll be a lot better if you just try to be you. So that, um, I hate to think like what it would be like if I was still trying to fit myself into that little box. Like nobody has ever called me elegant a day in my life. So I don't know why I thought that I had to be fancy, but I'm definitely not. <laughs> That's awesome. And so you've recently just went on kind of like a, a tour all around, like North, was it North Carolina or did you go, did y'all go to like the Southeast? So we've oh, wow. gone to 13 States so far. And that was um, in collaboration with my book launch. So my book came out August 6th and we hit the road and did um, all these different cities and States. And um, my mission and everything is spreading happiness through my handwriting. And so I've been teaching lettering classes for about five and a half years. I teach every single week, once a week, but with the book tour, that is the most I've ever done at one time. So I've been gone for about six weeks. I'm home for a week. And then I leave again for just a couple, another week, um, you know, hitting up a few more stops, but it's been amazing. It's been so fun to just get out and meet people in real life and hug people's necks and take pictures and throw confetti together and sign their books. Like just, there's only so much you can do online. And I love social media. I love podcasts. I love, you know, everything digital because, oh my gosh, where would we be without it? Right. But <laughs> just so, so nice to go back and meet someone in real life. Definitely. Yeah. Like recently, um, so I am from New Orleans, but then I've lived up in Oregon for like the last 10 ish years. But then we left for a year and a half, went to North Carolina. We were like right outside Asheville and, um, Brevard. Yeah. Yeah. It was super cool. It just wasn't our place. Like we missed the big mountains in the Northwest. So we came back. Um, and yeah, like my business has been online for the last few years. And so I joined like the local chamber and it has just like changed. Like I forgot how much of like a connection we all need, like in real life, like you said. A hundred percent. Like I work from home. I'm the only employee. Mm -hmm. I have a two and a half year old son. He goes to daycare full time. And so I'm alone a lot and it's so good. Like I have found myself like, especially since becoming a mom, like looking so forward to the night that my class is mm -hmm. because I get to get out and get dressed up and go to work, you know, away from the house and go meet other people. And I just have gotten such a, like a greater appreciation for being able to do that, like outside of the house. Home. Yeah, totally. And because like sometimes when I talk to my friends, they're like, oh my God, it's so lucky you get to stay at home. You can be in your pajamas all day, which it is. It's great. Like there are so many pros to, you know, running your own business from home, but I don't know. It's just like those little things like that, that, you know, we kind of forget like we do too. It's yeah. like as we're in it, but, um, it makes such a difference. I love it. Awesome. Well, I mean, this is going to be like a really interesting question for you because you just sound like so busy. How do you balance work and life? Like, how do you have any tips or things that work for you or anything like that? I think you can do it all. You just can't do it all at the same time. And so I feel like having my son in daycare was a hard decision for me to make, but I know that a hundred percent when he's gone all day, I can be so fully focused on work. And then when he comes home, then I'm so fully focused on him. Mm -hmm. And so that is really like getting that full-time childcare. Like you can't build an empire during their nap time, like sometimes when they sleep, you know? And I, I think like a lot of moms, especially moms that work from home, like 
like try to do that. And I did try that. And I also experimented with people coming in and out of the house and a little bit of side help here and there. And like, I'm the happiest I've ever been right now where he's fully taken care of. I'm working full time, but then we reunite and it is a celebration. Like I cannot wait to go get him from school. And this season of my life is what I worked so hard for. Like I've been in business for six years. A lot of successes are happening right now. Like this month, this year, this is everything that I prayed for and hoped for and dreamed for. And so I'm saying a lot of yeses that I really haven't otherwise said or haven't been given the opportunity. And my family is on board. My husband's on board. My parents are super helpful. It is, I am a one woman business, but I'm not a one woman team. And like, there are so many people who are family and friends and babysitters in school that are helping me be able to achieve this, but they all know that me being gone for six weeks is not normal, right? Like that is like something that we're kind of enduring together, but everyone cheer me on and everyone's on my team. And so I would tell you this current month is way out of balance. It's way like we're swinging towards the work pendulum for sure. But coming back around in October, November, things start to slow down with travel and I'm home. And so I take a lot of time off in December after Christmas is done shipping. Like I stopped shipping orders December 16th. And then I really don't come back to work till January 7th. And so so nice. Like I know that I'm going to have that break. And so I don't think that balance means that it's actually equal all the time. I just think it kind of shifts back and forth. Yeah. I love that. That makes total sense. Um, cause yeah, like you said, we can't have it all at the same time. Like things have to give for a little bit, but knowing that they're not going to be like that forever, you know, that's just part of the process. Um, it just makes it so much easier to get through, you know, it's just like your business too. Like there were seasons super early on where I was literally burning the candle at both ends. Like I was staying up super late, waking up super early. Cause I was working another job in addition to my business until I was able to leave that job. And I, I believe there are seasons of hustle. And I think you, sometimes you do have to work really, really, really hard so that you can coast later on. Yeah, <laughs> and totally. yeah. Take your foot off the gas. And there's all these people that are like, no, 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 don't hustle. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to hustle, but not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> not forever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You would, you would burn out if you kept going all the time. Yeah. But I mean, to get that traction, especially in the beginning, I mean, it's, it's part of it, you know, but knowing that that is not going to be your forever is, you know, just, just part of that process as well. Right. I totally agree. Um, awesome. So do you, what are your like favorite go-to apps or automation or anything like that, that you use in your business to help it thrive? I love, um, email is like a big pain point for me, just like answering, replying back to emails. And so canned responses and Gmail have been huge for me, like just being able to go in there and like, you know, something that a lot of people ask all the time, just being able to do one really, really well thought out and sweet and kind and positive and on brand reply (laughs) and then just send that one to everybody. And then, um, my favorite hack right now is like on Instagram messages. I get over a hundred DMS a day from people and I get a point to reply back and respond and talk to those people because they are my people. Right. And those are all individuals that Mm -hmm. took the time to connect with me. And so I always want to make sure that I write back. And so that can obviously be really overwhelming, but doing a voice reply on Instagram is like my new favorite thing. And so instead of typing with my thumbs and like writing answers to their questions, I just hold down the microphone and just voice 
like answer them. And so it's amazing. Like it's so much faster and they get so excited to hear my voice and they feel like I paid extra attention to them, even though I was just being lazy. And so I love um, doing a voice reply. I also have an out of office message that stays up all the time just to clearly communicate expectations because <laughs> I think people sometimes forget that I am just one person and I don't have a team and I don't have a warehouse fulfilling orders. And so I just kind of try to like answer that question. You know, everybody's favorite question. Did you get my email? Did you get it? I'm like, yep. A <laughs> hundred other people are sitting there and I will answer you as soon as I can. But, um, it just helps like cut down on the, on the, you know, that all the back and forth but I'm not a super tech savvy person. Uh, my business is paper and ink, <laughs> paper and pen. <laughs> and so I would way rather write you a card in the mail than, than have to do an email, but it, um, it's totally part of the job. And, and I, you know, do as much as I can to make that easier on me. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes so much sense. Like, I mean, save a little bit here and there. I mean, it really adds up saving time throughout the day, you know? Something else that I do too, this is not an app at all. It's the opposite of an app, but I have a really cute little kitchen timer from anthropology and I like wind it up to an hour and like sit there on my computer and we'll like power through for an hour. And then when it goes off, I go do something else. Like just so that I don't get, you know how we just get in deep and then we like, we can be sucked into that all day. And it's not even just email. Like it could be like a project or a design thing or something like that. But I won't spend like more than a continuous hour, like on the computer. Like I have to get up and go do something else, like go pack orders, go, you know, there's a lot of other tasks that can be done. And so I set that little timer every time I sit down. I love that. That's a great idea. I might start implementing that. Cause it, like you said, it's so easy to get sucked into that rabbit hole of just, there's so many different things and mine is completely online. So like my clients, like the different things that I do, like it's really easy for me to sit there. And then you just kind of like, I don't know, you feel all like your eyes burn, like you're oh, yeah. tired from just like sitting there. You know what I mean? Um, I just switched to a standing desk too. Like an hour ago, not really like a couple <laughs> days ago, but I haven't been using it very much, but I like the option. Like you can sit or stand like right now I'm sitting, but you, um, it's just nice to, to have that option, especially, you know, when you're your own person, like no one's going to tell you to take a break. Like no one's going to tell you that this has to be done instead of that. Like you really have to put a lot of that on yourself. And so that's just a little thing that I do that I've been doing for a long time that really does like make a difference for me. I love that. That's great. I didn't realize. So you said too, you pack all of your own stuff and ship it as well. Yeah, I sure do. I, um, I have a lot of the products are actually handwritten, like require me to write a name or oh, like wow. personalize it in some way. Like even my books that I'm selling, well, my books are sold on Amazon. They're sold everywhere, but I'm selling them on my website too, where I'm actually going through and writing to that person's name, like love Megan. And so I can't have someone else do that, right? Like I'm the only person that can handwrite it. And so I pack them up and ship them out. And around the holidays, it starts to get like pretty overwhelming. And so I'll have like friends and family and, um, I've had a temporary employees before and, you know, extra people kind of popping in here and there, but just right now in this season, especially with full-time childcare, like I'm doing it. And I really, really enjoy the way that it is right now. That's awesome. That's so exciting. Like you can just hear, like you can hear the happiness and the passion in your voice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you do to help your business grow? You know, like how do you get in your comfort zone? Um, do you have any like good examples of this or like, and how was it scary? 
I'm just thinking that it it just has changed so much over time. Like in the last six years, like what I did six years ago is not the same thing that I'm doing now. And so it's, it's been amazing. Um, like just with, um, the way that social media has grown and changed. Like I started Instagram with one follower, which was me on my other account. And so it's just crazy, like how much that has grown, but it doesn't happen overnight. Like it's just a little bit at a time, like one person at a time and um, really just kind of up-leveling my game as it comes to like doing an email list and, and actually doing launches instead of just like telling your friends about a product, like, you know, telling people ahead of time, sending emails, making sure that everything coordinates. Um, that has gotten better over time. But for me, the in-person events, I think is really what I've done. That's different from what a lot of people have done. And I have, when everyone else was going online, like I was going on the road. And so it's been amazing to just build deeper connections and deeper relationships with people and with followers and with fans and being able to really make that connection and have that experience with them and meet them in person. I think that is really why my business has grown so much over the years, because if you're teaching a class of 25 people, they are all leaving as, you know, 25 friends. And so then they're going online and telling their friends and it really is just a ripple effect. Like when you make someone else happy and you delight them as a customer, they can't help but go home and talk about it. And so I really think that I have grown almost in a grassroots way through word of mouth, but, but online, like people talking about how good of a time they had. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I would love to go to one of your classes one time. I like, I am so not creative, but um, it seems like you're really patient and you would show somebody that's not creative how to do it. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. I don't think you have to have good handwriting to be able to do this. I think the disconnect is so many people think it has to be perfect. And so many people think it has to be elegant or formal, or they have to memorize a certain alphabet or a certain font. But instead of all of that, I teach it to you in a way that celebrates like the art, the handwriting that you already know, like the alphabet that you learned in third grade, like, you know how to do this. I just teach you in a way that makes it just look a little bit better and just how to slow down and give yourself grace and just give yourself permission to mess up and to sometimes even just celebrate those mistakes and be like, that's okay. Like, this is fine. We keep on rolling. And I just have a different heart behind it than a lot of people do. And so my art is just all about spreading happiness and perfection is not the goal. It's just joy. I just want to have fun and I want my students to have fun whenever they're making something. That's awesome. I love that. Um, So how can, do you have any advice for like business owners on how they can break out of their comfort zones? I think just being willing to put yourself out there and being willing to talk, even when it feels like you're not talking to anybody, um, just to take yourself seriously first and then everybody else will follow. If you're not willing to go ahead and call yourself an entrepreneur or to call yourself a calligrapher or a photographer or an artist or a coach or whatever it might be, no one's going to give you a certificate that says you are this, right? Like you've got to be willing to explain that and be, and put that out there first. People can't order it if it's not on the menu. And so make sure that you're putting that out there, that you're telling your very first people, your, your Facebook friends and your people from high school and your people from home and church that know you that you're doing this as a business. And so those are going to be your first clients and your first customers. And so for a long time, it felt like I was only selling to people that I knew, but that was okay. I mean, that's still a business. Mm -hmm. And so 
being willing to keep showing up consistently, even when sometimes it feels like you're not talking to anybody, <laughs> um, that you're like, is anyone listening to me? Um, I think that it has been something that I have seen over time. Like the longer you stick with it, the more people are going to join you. Yeah, that makes total sense. Cause yeah, I mean, it, it can feel deflating, you know, when we're just putting stuff out there and nobody's responding and, you know, I could, could see how people would eventually just be like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to go back and get a job, you know, like, because yeah. it does, like you don't get any responses. And so, but just to keep going and, you know, keep hustling, especially like we said in like the beginning to get to that point where people are listening and a lot of people are listening, you know, just, just one step forward. Like that's really all we can do. Right, right. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. Just keep swimming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so what are your five favorites? Uh, your favorite book, your favorite drink, thing to do to relax, uh, favorite thing to watch, and place to go? Okay, you're going to have to remind me of these. Favorite book is called Life is Good, and it's actually the story of the brand Life is Good, and it is just the most positive, fun, like, business story that I have ever heard, and I read it, like, I have, I've only had it for probably less than a year, and I've already read it three times, like, obsessed with it. My favorite author is Bob Goff, and I love his books, but I particularly enjoy listening to them on audible. So like having him read them to me, I just love his little voice and it's really, really fun. I'm all about like something positive or uplifting. Mm -hmm. Um, you said favorite thing to watch. Um, so I do not watch a whole lot of TV. Um, I, my favorite way to unwind is to like have a hot bathtub and like, I don't even take my phone in there. Like I read a book or do technology. If I do take my phone, I'm going to go and scroll on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) work for me. So, um, I like to do that instead of watching TV, but I love queer. Eye. like, I've been obsessed with that. Like it makes me cry every single time. <laughs> and that's just such a fun show to watch. Um, favorite thing to drink. I am, I am definitely a craft beer girl, like over, over any other alcohol, but I don't drink as much as I used to, man. Having a kid really cuts back off. Yeah, it totally does. <laughs> Um, but it, it is still something that I really enjoy and being able to sit on the porch and swing in a swing and drink a beer with my husband is something that I love a lot. Yeah. Um, what were the other ones? I forgot. Um, well, you said thing to do to relax, which you, well, yeah, you said bath. So yeah, place to go. That would be the last one. Oh, Disney World. Disney. Oh, yeah. This is such a happy place. I, it is the happiest place. And I, I'm going for my third time this year. In <laughs> That's two awesome. Weeks. I can't wait. We don't live close either. We're just, we're just making it happen. So I, I, it's, and specifically like not even just Disney, but I love being on main street USA when they shoot the fireworks off from magic kingdom. Like, I don't care how old I am. I cry like every time, like it's magic. That's awesome. Yeah. My dad was like that. Like we, uh, so I, like I said, we grew up outside of new Orleans. So we had a timeshare in Orlando and we would go there like a few times a year. And yeah, he was like, you know, sixties and like would still get like all teary eyed and just loved it so much. <laughs> That's amazing. That sounds just like me. I actually, my dad is very much a Disney dad too. And he took us all the time as kids. And actually I just surprised him and took him to Disney a couple weeks ago. He came with me on my book tour and he thought that we were headed straight to Dallas, Texas, but I like secretly had like a whole nother itinerary and took him to Orlando and we went to Disney world for two days. Oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah, how cool. Yeah, like, 
what special memories? I loved it. Everyone kept being like, are you taking bands? Like my son, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the house special. That's awesome. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, okay, cool. So where can everybody find you online? Like your website, your social media, all that good stuff. Absolutely. My business is called All She Wrote Notes and my website is allshewrotenotes.com and I'm All She Wrote Notes on Facebook and Instagram. My book is called Happy Hand Lettering and that can be found on my website if you'd like an autographed copy or you can get it at Amazon, Dayspring, wherever books are sold. Oh, that's exciting. So I'll, I'll definitely put a link to that um, in the podcast notes when I, when I post this so that way people can just go straight there. It looks so cute. Like it looks really, really neat. I love it. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to say that, but I love it. And I think you'll love it. Yeah. Uh, are you going to make any more? Like, do you have any like plans for that? Or you're just still just. I think that like when you ask somebody like when they're in the hospital, when they're having their second kid. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that is certainly like the hope and the prayer. Like I would love, love, love to be able to do more, but I put everything I had into this one. I, I just wanted to leave, you know, leave a legacy and like, it's just a book is so special because it is something that goes beyond you. It lasts a lot longer than Instagram posts. And so I'm really, really honored that I was able to put that message out into the world. That's awesome. How long did it take? I'm sorry. I know these aren't questions I sent you, like, but how long did it uh, take like, start to finish with that? So a little over a year and that was pretty quick in the publishing world. So they, my publisher met me at a conference and I had a self-published, a little calligraphy, or not calligraphy, self-published a little hand lettering booklet that was 20 pages that I used as a companion to my in-person classes. And so just like done by me, done by a local printer, like, you know, pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. And, um, they saw that and they were like, Megan, would you ever be interested? Would you consider creating this, but in like a much larger format, like a lot more in depth. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like that would be amazing. And so we did that together. We met in April. I signed a contract in November and I had to have the manuscript turned in January 28th. And then all of the design and everything was complete in the middle of April. And then the book came out August 6th. So it's like, it was a very quick, like April to April was meeting to finished. And then it was like a few more months before it actually was, you know, was here and was landed and was out into the world. So in the publishing world, that's really fast. Like I have other friends who started before me and their books still aren't out. And so they, another pregnancy analogy, but they're like, Oh my God, I've been pregnant for years. Like it takes so long, but they're working with a lot larger publishers than I am. And I know, it'll be worth the wait. It'll be awesome. But I, um, I loved it. I loved the whole process. I learned so much. It just was a really, really cool. It was one of those things that was a dream for me. Like I would have told you when I was a little girl that I would love to write a book, but as an adult, you kind of think like, Oh, I don't have anything to say. I'm not that good of a writer. I don't even blog. And and then you get that opportunity and you're like, yeah, I really did want to do this. Like this is something that has always been in me and I've always wanted. And so it was a really cool dream to see actually come true. I think like little middle school Megan would have been cheering very hard for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, yeah, I can't wait to see what else, you know, comes out in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, I know you're like crazy busy and like in the middle of, you know, the trips and everything. So thanks so much for taking the time to just have this conversation. I really appreciate it honored that you had me and thank you for my wine. Yeah, you're welcome. And, um, yeah, enjoy it and have a great weekend. And I can't wait to follow on Instagram and see where you go next. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Thanks.